Well, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Discover New Music podcast from us at Full Pelt Music. Shortly, we'll be joined by Tribe of Ghosts, who we recently featured over on our Discover New Music playlist on Spotify with their latest single, False Gods. But before then, the usual reminders from myself. If you would, please do follow Full Pelt on social media. We're on Facebook at Full Pelt and on Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music. And again, if you would, please do hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, whatever you're watching or listening. Absolutely delighted to be joined today by Tribe of Ghosts. We've got Adam, Becky and Danny on uh, the episode today. Thank you all for joining me. How are you all this uh, this evening? Yeah, doing all good. Doing all very good. well, very well. Yeah, great. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, well, really looking forward to it. Really enjoyed everything that's come out from the band uh, thus far. And I know there's some really exciting uh, bits of business um, coming through for you guys this year as well. So a lot for us to talk about. Um, but we always start off the uh, the podcast with exactly the same feature. It's the Discover New Music podcast. And it is hopefully for some people to discover some new music. So mm-hmm. for those checking this out that aren't familiar with the band, we always start off with a segment called The Origin Story, to give it a fancy name. Makes <laughs> it sound a bit superhero-esque. Um, <laughs> but basically, you know, what, what is the story of Tribe of Ghosts? How did you uh, come to together to to form the band and end up where you are now uh it's it's one of those it's one of those ones where there's there's kind of two there's kind of two um there's the long version which we don't really there's the long version which is kind of which isn't it's not problematic it's just that the the long version is not this version of the band yeah. and if we're using a, the superhero analogy the old version is like the law yeah like, but we're going with the sort of theatrical cut. Yeah, basically. So nice. we're like the theatrical cut, the director's cut, the theatrical cut, which is kind of the the kind of thing is, so the band has existed since about uh, 2018. There's been a band that's been going for years and years and years. But uh, we, this version of Tribe and this version of Tribe of Ghosts exists from around 2021, I'd say 2022 is yeah. a, kind of the state a point of it. I mean, we've been like, again, there's different editions of this band, but the way that people know Tribe of Ghosts now, it's early 2022 when we kind of completely yeah. imagine the sound, us as a four piece. Um, and we started recording and releasing sort of a couple of sort of um, couple of bits and bobs here, mainly just to get noticed from um, promoters and things, which mm. came out sort of around the spring and the summer of 2022. And we and did then, our uh, show in June. Yeah, which, we did it in June. Yeah, of 2022. Our, was our second show was Metal to the Masses. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that was really, really fun. And then <laughs> our, sixth, our fifth or sixth, I think it's fifth or sixth gig. I think I think I think number six. Yeah, the sixth gig was Bloodstock, <laughs> <laughs> which is a pretty good like way to to sort yeah, of dive pretty... headfirst into it. Yeah, it's, yeah. we're we're not a band that does anything by halves, <laughs> <laughs> and nor should you be. Absolutely, and uh, obviously we're delighted to have Tribe of Ghosts in your current guys. You know, you've worked through uh, to to the position mm-hmm. you're in now, and the latest single you've put out is uh, False Gods, which is. Um, one of the many actually singles that were featured over on our Discover New M- Music playlist, but we always ask about like the latest one on the uh, on the podcast. So we're going to stick with False Gods because um, it is such so a fantastic song as well. One. So yeah, I, I imagine you had a lot of fun with this one. Um, so first of all, with the song itself, um, yeah, what is the story of False Gods? How did it come together for you? You know, what are the themes behind the the song? So well, how it came together is uh, was a 
a voice note to me with Bex probably wearing a pair of marigolds um asking me for, to write a sexy song <laughs> yeah so like yeah so um like we kind of got together this body of work like the the full idea of it which we'll probably can't say too much about but it was nearly done and um i was doing the washing up and um i was listening to rina sawayama who i absolutely adore and it just popped into my head i was like we are missing a song like this. This would complete this um, body of work. And it's something that we don't really have in our set that I think would really just well, spice everything up and just add some like real versatility to it. And I remember just sending this very frantic voice note to the band chat being like, I want a sexy song and I want it like this. And um, this body of work and a lot of the music that we've been writing has been sort of around the theme of a dystopian society. And I was sort of like, well, oppressed people aren't very sexy. That's not a very sexy theme. So how do we make this sexy? So then I was sort of like, well, it could come from the viewpoint of like the ruling class, the bourgeoisie, if you will, and sort of their viewpoint of, and you know, themes of like feasts and orgies and like sort of, um, you know, the kind of just being addicted to power and stuff like that. So um that's sort of where we I started to pull the themes from I remember sending um Adam a couple of references which was like Rina Sawayama I sent this um Slater, Slater. so I sent the G Britney Spears's Gimme More remix by Slater <laughs> which if you didn't think that song could get any filthier yes it oh, can oh it's so good and... it's so good <laughs> and I went mix that with what we do ta-da and then um like Adam got to work and made something amazing and then I sort of got to work sort of on the lyrics because I had such like a vision for what I wanted the song to say and then we kind of came together and worked on the top lines and edited that down and here we are basically <laughs> yeah definitely here we are and listeners uh, to the podcast definitely if you haven't checked it out yet you really do need to check out False Gods and perhaps the best way to do that isn't on our playlist it's actually the music video so I love music videos and I always talk about music videos on this podcast and it's always such a shame especially on this discover new music podcast we do where obviously you know videos quite often is, budgets are so tight it's the first thing that sort of gets cut and sometimes there's no video for me to talk about but there definitely is for false gods mm. and uh, I've just been watching it again before we all, all sort of joined together for this chat and it is such a such an incredible piece of art the video itself obviously fits the themes of the song so well especially as you just described it and uh obviously you can see like the the love and effort and uh probably as we touched on a little bit earlier the fun of creating that the joy of creating that um you can it just sort of comes out of the screen to me mm. so uh, i really want to just sort of ask you around you know how did you come up with obviously the concept to, to go for the video and you know how did you go about putting it into practice as well and, and filming it so we've been working with Dartmouth Management, uh, Tony Cobrooker at Dartmouth Management for the last, just un, just under the last year. And um, we've been working a lot on kind of understanding who we are as a band as well. And it's been something that we've been working on for a while to try and understand what our, what our message is, what we want to say and how we want to say it. And in doing that, Tony was helping us guys through, and she found uh, she based there was a band. There's a band called Angel Number who uh, she was like, "This image is incredible, and the director for their videos is really cool." 
should check him out and passed it over. And this is uh, this is Theodore Swadling. And Bex immediately, when we like was watching, was like, this guy's amazing. And uh, we contacted Theodore with for the idea for it. And uh, yeah, we started just kind of hashing ideas out with him. And I think I think for the fun thing when we chat with Theodore as well is that our, our first meeting we had with him when we were discussing the ideas through, because we had all these ideas and I think it's, you know, probably to jump into the next, would be really, really fun. But it was Theodore's first shout, uh, first like look of us after we spewed out everything. It was just kind of like a, what? <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> this sounds mental, let's do it. <laughs> It was, it was very on the nose, wasn't it? Like it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a sort of, it, it was, it was a, a song where we could get, go like that with, for a video, you know, like that there, there's so many different themes and it, it's very sort of colorful lyrics that we can, we can just sort of, instead of trying to come up with a metaphorical idea for what we should do, like, no, let's just do what the song says. We I mean, just <laughs> follow those sort of, follow those words. Um, so it, yeah. But either way, it was great. It was great fun to do. Yeah, was... I mean, I mean, for me, what was really great fun was like we started to storyboard with these ideas and stuff. And I remember Theo were kind of sort of saying like, we can't do too much till we know what the locations are, and then he sort of let us do the sourcing. And I was getting a bit stuck because we're like, oh, let's get a nightclub, and I was trying to find this one nightclub that could encompass all. And um, for some reason, club. Um, owners in Brighton don't want free publicity or promotion. They just don't get back to you, which I think is a bit rude. Not free, not free, Bradley. We paid them. We did pay but we paid we paid the venues. It was this yeah, one. Yeah, was, uh, yeah we get it expensive. Yeah. There was the, and yeah, we got yeah. stuck. And then I just basically went to a, a friend of mine, like, I'm really stuck. I really want to find a perfect place. And she was like, it's a very sex positive city there's got to be somewhere and within a two second google search we find the brighton dungeon um which i'd never heard before in my life and turns out we had a mutual friend so it, we hit off right away and um that was and we managed to get this um sort of sex dungeon in the central brighton um for the day it was very, it was so yeah. hygienic like it was such a imagine. lovely place to be well like was I, there was a lot of hot Sanitizer in there. There's a lot of sanitizer. <laughs> it was a, it was a, lot a of sanitizer, very... a lot of lube. Um, <laughs> oh. um, yeah. Yeah. Um, You'll have to watch was... the behind the scenes if you want to see. Yeah. We do have a behind the scenes video of it all. So if you want to go really see what it was like in that venue, I recommend to check that out as well. You giggle like a like a teenage oh, boy. There was a, there was a... Everything. Oh, there's a there's a brilliant moment where I'm uh, there's brilliant moments in the video where all the, the shots of me in the chair and I'm like Thrashing around that kind of stuff. We'd finished the take, and I was like, "Oh, okay, just stretch it all out." Turn to my left, and there's just a glass cabinet full of like animal willies, <laughs> and I'm just kind of like, "That okay. chair you were sat in as well, Adam. I don't know if you noticed, but it had a drip tray." Yeah, no, I know it had a drip tray. Removable <laughs> drip tray, right under my crotch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh. <laughs> We're really nice. at that, like a lot of our extras as well were all really good friends of ours yeah. so like we just had oh and like they brought their friends and like so we end up like those two days were just so much fun just because oh, it's just so funny. Funny. It so funny 
and the green door store looked after us amazingly yeah. on the on the second day when we did kind of the the club scenes mm. was at a local brighton venue called the green door store and megan and the team were just amazing the whole time um, that was actually probably harder than finding the club venue would was you know yeah if green door weren't as accommodating trying to find somewhere where we could spray fake blood around all over the place yeah and <laughs> potentially ruin the venue you know it was um, eight liters of fake blood in about 15 minutes, I think. It was wow. less than it was like two takes. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> mad. No, it's amazing. And uh, obviously, you know, the end result is, is a video that is just um, so, uh, you know, alluring to me as a music video fan um yeah you really need to to watch it um if you haven't listeners definitely check it out and yeah i'm so glad as well because i i mentioned obviously you know quite often there's bands that there's no video to talk about but i've had one or two bands um that have had behind the scenes and i have watched the behind the, the scenes for, for false gods and uh yeah i, I just I, I love seeing the sort of uh, mechanics behind the the making of the video and obviously this was a really really interesting one so i, I do again just encourage listeners there'll be links in the bio of this episode you know, follow it through go and watch the video go watch the behind the scenes um i'm glad you had so much fun filming it you know it's uh so it's, it's what it's all so about good. at the end of the day isn't it so that's it yeah yeah absolutely and uh you know what else it is is all about obviously is just you know being able to create you know the music that you want to put out there and obviously you know do what you want to do and a big part of that is to have something a bit meatier a bit bulkier i.e an album and you did touch on you know there's a body of work um, that you've been mm. working on. So I believe next year or this year, rather, because it is only January. I would, don't, 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 yeah, uh, this year, um, you know, there is potentially going to be um, a, a debut album or, or, or the like coming. And obviously, you won't be able to spill too many beans um, mm -hmm. about it uh, at this point because that's you know how all the promotion always works. Um, but you must obviously be excited to be getting the opportunity to put something like that out in the world because a lot of bands don't. To be fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's, it's something that we all love doing is releasing albums and writing songs. And you know, there's, I, I think in in the future, if like in, in the next releases after this release to come, I think we might stray away from the sort of conventional album formula. But this this body of work that we've got is is so conceptual. It has to be. It has to be its own thing. You know um because i know i know that albums are a dying art form and everyone just wants singles and eps but when i think when when the art lends itself to to being able to be mm. nine or ten tracks i think it definitely should be and especially if it can hold the listener and take you on that journey from like one end of it to the other without hopefully without people losing interest mm. um <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah, yeah. it's it, 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 it should hopefully be very good. I hope I, I like it. Yeah, well, I'm definitely looking forward to hearing it. So, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Me too. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, obviously, at the end you of have. this, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll listen to it again. <laughs> well, that's always a good sign if you want to listen to it for a second time, especially yeah. <laughs> you know, as you made it. You know, I'd hope you would. <laughs> um, but I do agree completely. You know, around the whole albums being 
kind of a, a lost art at this point because we'll end the uh, podcast um, in, in a while uh, on a on a section we have called set list science, and obviously it's all about the structure of a set list. But for me, the the structure of an album and how an album runs through is mm. again such a sort of dying art to to do that mm. and do that well. Mm. And, uh, you know, a good concept album, you can really just immerse yourself in it, lock yourself away, stick the headphones on in the dark room or whatever it is, and just, you know, sit there for half an hour, an hour, or whatever it may be, um, mm. and just lose yourself in the music. So uh, you, you can't beat it, in my opinion. Mm. And, yeah, I can't wait to hear yours. So I just don't think people have got the attention spans for it anymore, you know, like mm. sit, sitting and listening for long periods of time. I certainly don't. I've got far too much ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> All of my favourite songs are like two minutes 30 and less, you know? Yeah, it's, definitely. For this album, this body of work, shall we say, let's call it that. Um, this body of work and what we've, you know, what we want, the art that we've created and, and worked together to make, it It really is that kind of expression of catharsis from start to finish and an expression of being able to it's that journey to take it on from start to finish because it doesn't it's not a it's not an easy journey it's not something that's like oh this is you know you can pop it on and in the background it's it's aggressive it it, it wants to it wants to be down your throat and it wants to be like gripping you for dear life but it's it is something that when you know, I was writing it and and me and Bex were working the vocals together and Danny and Ben were writing their parts of the album and putting it all together. It's something that just became our voice and it was important. And I think that's that's something that's really nice to take away from the album is that it doesn't feel like it's it doesn't feel like it's something that you just throw out into the world and go, Yeah, it's done now. It's it feels like it's our voice and our music and our performances are our voice and it, it, it's nice to have that. It's our first full length, isn't it? It's got to be, mm. it's, it's got to be something that we're, we're behind 120% and I definitely think we are, especially, especially Adam who, you know, writes the majority <laughs> of the songs. He's bears his soul in a lot of them and, you know, really lets it rip in others. It's great. It's, it's a really, it's really great to, to listen to and see how his brain works. Yeah, the, yeah. And in, in, in the Bex described it wonderfully a few, uh, I think earlier this year, which is I'm kind of the band siphon. Yeah. So not not in a way to be like, oh, you know, um, what I say goes and that kind of thing. It's like these I've got ideas, and then these three when they've got their ideas, just like I want this. Yeah. Every now and again we'll pick out an idea of yours and we'll go, we like that. Or there'll be too much going on and we'll go no 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 we want this specific thing and you'll go oh, okay get some, something to focus on that interesting yeah. yeah really good to get a uh look at the sort of inner workings there and obviously really cannot wait for, for that body work to come out um certainly whetted my appetite there with that conversation and uh of course once you've got these songs what you want to do is go out and play them live and obviously uh brings us onto the live side of things and you've literally just uh before christmas um, finished up a run with Urn and Mountain uh, Caller across the UK. A pretty uh, yeah, decent sized tour, both in volume of dates and uh, size of venues as well, you know. So, um, how was that tour mm. for you? 
amazing. It was such great fun, honestly. It was so um, good. Considering it is our first tour and no one really knows who we are, and yeah, ev all, everyone that that came to see us was was amazing. Thank you, yeah, just thanks to everyone for coming. Yeah, and just for, for coming down well. as well. Yeah, the bands were incredible as well. Urn and Mountain Caller um, are lovely people, and hopefully we've sort of we've made some long term friendships there. Look forward to hopefully gigging with them in the future. But yeah, mm. it was unreal, unreal tour. It was, uh, it was, I think it, and I think it for us as well, it just, it was one of those moments where we all just, I think our bond as a band anyway, first of all, is like very, very close as a band. But I think it is one of those things where our bond afterwards wasn't like, a, oh, can't spend any more time with you. It's <laughs> like, oh my God, I need to be spending every, like all of us, yeah, the amount of times we were sending messages to each other over Christmas going like, I miss you. <laughs> it's hard isn't it yeah <laughs> but it's and i think yeah i think with us as well the thing that is quite a big thing for tribe oh so i keep saying thing um a big part of tribe as as a band is the live experience and it's not because it's hyper technical or like it's not because oh everything we're doing is like ah oh, it's all bells and whistles it is pure chaos is cathartic it's violent it's aggressive and from like the first as soon as we hit the first note to the end of uh, to the point we hit the last one it is a it is almost like warfare <laughs> permanently it is utter chaos and we try and bring it's... a bit of that sort of hardcore energy don't we like mm. that because like even if traditional metal fans aren't the biggest fans of hardcore music or hardcore dancing i think there's a lot to be said about the way the bands move on stage it's it's just mm. pure energy and i think that's what we we try and encapsulate that as much as possible while still being able to play all the right notes and i think i was saying i don't even think it's not even a case of like oh yeah no we really want to bring that hardcore energy it's the energy that we just that we get from our music is all encompassing like it, it is it's like it's to the manic to the point of uh, like lunacy and but everything is always cathartic it's always this amazing release you know it's one of those things of like half the time my guitar is like swinging around at someone um or it's like jammed halfway into the roof of a venue sometimes uh and you know, Bex is like high kicking so hard. So like oh, to the point where there's a there is we have got an agreement because I'd smack Bex in the head with my guitar um when we were in Glasgow. We do have an agreement that Bex can kick me in the face at some point. <laughs> I'm looking forward yeah, to Yeah, if you want to come to the our upcoming shows, you might see the very <laughs> one of kick to the face. <laughs> but it's not even like it's but like yeah I've you know we when we played in Manchester my head was bleeding like Bex is like ripped bleeding most nights I'm not not every night but some but most. I said like a good like sixty out of a hundred percent of shows um, yeah Bex like Bex is wearing knee pads because you've like bruised the entirety of your body oh yeah if I don't like... wear knee pads my my knees are just purple 
<laughs> like just like just permanently so but like what was really funny manchester it had normally we played carpeted venues but because we did satan's hollow in the center it's like nice and smooth so i was like wait a minute and i've got these really nice proper like <laughs> skater knee pads so i'm just like skidding across the floor like, <laughs> it's like skidding it's like, in, a, in a circle in the in the weird venue in the world <laughs> and it's like danny's hitting danny's hitting his kit so hard it's like cymbals start flying up like we were playing a bloodstock we it was like the oh, first song and danny's crashing, it's just like <laughs> it's like just twatting him so hard ah oh, it's so good and like ben's throwing like ben Ben's not a lively performer, shall we say? He's not. He's well, always he been quite. Reserved. Wasn't he? He's really come out of his shell a lot. He's more. really come out of his shell now. Awesome. But it's like he's like aggressively moving all over the place now, and it's yeah, all of you know, a lot of every review we've had from in the last like year and a half has basically been people like, oh my god, there's a lot of it. It's a lot. <laughs> No, it does sound amazing, and it's fantastic because you're only going to be growing, obviously, as you play more and more shows because you're still, you know, quite sort of new to it as Tribe of Ghosts. And uh, mm. obviously, yeah, I just love the idea, Adam, of you, you know, every show for the foreseeable future, just waiting for that kick from Becky to come. You never, you don't know. It's like you're going to oh, be on edge the entire time. I'm not even time, waiting. But... It. It'll be, you know what? <laughs> like, like that, like no, it'll be. <laughs> it's going to be. It'll be like, I bet it's either going to be when we do the breakdown of Sunburner because I can't get away from the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> or it's going to be in Hive in the build-up because uh, towards the final drop-down because in that drop, I'm on the microphone. I can't go anywhere else. So I just won't just be doing that. The, well, the, fight, the building for Hive. You're going to tell me that, Adam, because now it's ne- going to be neither of those moments. I've got the slight... Suspicion that Becky's going to kick you in the face during your solo vocal bit in Alice, where th- there's no call for a kick, but just ran. <laughs> it's just you on your own singing and you get kicked in the face. I reckon that's what's going to happen. What do you least expect? Uh, no, what, no, what what it'll actually be? We'll do. We've got the war contract. We press play. I'm on stage. Be like, yeah. Bex just comes on. Proper just like flying kicks. In. <laughs> yeah, you're just out <laughs> cold as well. <laughs> Wearing the stompy clomp, just like <laughs> the stompy clomp is just to make a point. <laughs> oh, yeah, imagine if she wore heels. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hospital. Yeah. Puncture wounds in your head. No, yeah, I've just, got like three different types of shoes that I wear for gigs, and they've got their own names, which is Stompers if it's my platform docks, Clompers if it's platform heels, <laughs> and I think I've, I've wore these trainers for Bloodstock, which I, I've decided to call like Bompers or something. I don't know. Bompers is a good one. Bompers, Bompers yeah. is a good one. <laughs> so that's my most selection, but I'm not going to tell Adam which shoes I've chosen. I'm not going to tell him where it is when I'm going to do it or which gig. He will be... Again, I'm just imagining him like I'm just imagining you jumping off a drum riser and just completely flying kicking me in the face. Like not even like not even like, oh, I'm gonna make it look like it's a stage move. It's just like <laughs> take me out. 
Oh, I really just hope it gets caught on camera and you guys can put it oh, on. It will. It will. Make sure it's televised. Don't worry. <laughs> Excellent. Just feature it in like your next uh, music video or something, just randomly. It'll be good. Um, but if yeah. Us, if you follow us on TikTok, uh, TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> if you follow us on TikTok or Instagram, we do have reels that go up from our gig. So if it comes up, it's going to be on a reel. You'll see it. <laughs> Fantastic. And, th- and there's no better time than now. I always give out the social handles. Um, and it's normally around the live conversation. So so while we're at it, they, and on YouTube, they should pop up on the screen, hopefully. Um, but obviously, um, it is Tribe Ghost Band on Instagram um, and Tribe Ghost UK on uh, Twitter, or I should call it X, uh, and Facebook. Um, I haven't written down the TikTok because I'm too old for TikTok. So That's <laughs> I don't I'm understand just TikTok. Re- it's Tribe of Ghosts Band on TikTok. Perfect. Perfect. So uh, obviously there will be links in the bio listeners, obviously click through and uh, find the band, follow the band on social media, stay up to date of everything coming from them. And we've got some shows to dip into in a second. But before we do, if you want a taster of uh, what type of ghosts are like live, uh, you can actually find the whole Bloodstock uh, video mm-hmm. from, from your show last year is on the Bloodstock YouTube channel. Um, and again, I've I've had a bit of a deep dive in Tribe of Ghostland today, and I had a watch of that, and it looks such a fun uh, set. You know, um, I, I just wish I had a time machine to go back and watch it in person. So yeah, what was it like for you um, to play that set? Oh, it was incredible! It was mm, incredible. Out of this world! It's our biggest show to date, and um, it, it just feels like a blur thinking about it. It was like a bit of an out of body experience, like getting on that stage and like doing it, especially doing it together. Like Adam and Danny have played Bloodstock before in previous bands and things. This was my very like we played obviously new Blood Stage in twenty twenty two, and just just playing it just so surreal, but so much fun and like just so thankful for it. Mm-hmm. A massive thank you to Simon Hall for getting us on as well this like last year. But it for us to be invited back like a year after we played is mind blowing to say the least. It's it was very unexpected, it. wasn't it, when we got the call? Oh god, yeah. Really? God yeah. Put anyone else? All right. <laughs> he started off a phone call, but he started the phone call going, Right, I just want to know what you're wearing. So uh you're wearing underwear. It's like yes, <laughs> I, I was like, Yes, I am. Of course I am, especially for you, loved. He goes, is it a mankini? I'm like, you know it is. He's like, yes, filth. And then just follows it up with, uh, by the way, Sony stage. <laughs> Lifting the veil off of, of, of the professionalism of bloodstock there, Adam. <laughs> oh, I'm, oh, no, no, that, no, that's just how me and Simon talk with each other yeah, all the time. No, you, you two do flirt outrageously. <laughs> he is such a beautiful human, and I cannot thank him. Mm. He's such a I've just re- remembered as well another thing that I really enjoyed about playing Bloodstock last year was like just just about festivals in general like you never know who you're going to bump into like because we all do loads of touring I I do loads and loads of gigs and stuff around the country so like bumping into people that you haven't seen or you only see at gigs and festivals and stuff is incredible and we were in we were in the key for accreditation weren't we we were trying to get our wristbands and then um our mate Jasper from the band Beyond Extinction just sort of emerges from the ether and we were like what are you doing here? Because <laughs> he was he was tour managing for the band after us, wasn't he? For um, yeah. Casket Feeder, is that? Yeah, it yeah I think it was Casket Feeder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we, you know, we just sort of said hello to him and did our uh, did our pleasantries and you know 
tickled each other. In, no, we didn't. Um, but then I mean, I mean, it, was after, it was after that, wasn't it? Was a, it? a little bit of tickling. Because we got our wristbands and then went to the hotel. Is that right? Yeah. 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 And then on the drive to the hotel, we were like, why didn't we ask Jasper to do Ben's part in Sunburn? <laughs> Strong Maligny goes, hell yeah, I'm down for this. Next thing yeah. I know, he's jumping on and doing sunburn with this. Great fun. That was really good. So and he, good. Actually, he nailed the little mic bonk as well. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> it's the best sound ever because it's during when anything else cuts out. So it's just like, do, do, do. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. Just, it's the best noise. I made I made hella sure to make sure that everyone could hear that mic pop on the mix. <laughs> Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And yeah, absolutely encourage uh, listeners to firstly, obviously go and check out that video so you can see what to expect. And then secondly, try and come along to one of the upcoming shows. Um, and you've got already announced uh, Radar um, uh, Takedown, which hopefully I'll be at. It's going to be a fantastic festival. Uh, Uprising and Northampton Rocks as well, um, from what I can see. And uh, hopefully there'll be uh, more coming uh, to be announced as per procedure over the next few months, I'd hope. Absolutely. Yes. We've got, um, we've also got our um, headline show coming up at sort of the prestigious like Club 85. We played there last year. We loved it. And unfortunately, the venue is closing as we know it. And we've got one final opportunity to play this venue, which is incredible for the Midlands. And, you know, such a shame to see it go. And we're just really honoured that we've been selected to, you know, play it sort of within its sort of final year. So that's coming up mm. on, is it late February? What's the exact yes. date? Uh, let me pull it up because I've got the calendar right here. Uh, do, do, do. It is February the 23rd. Yes. It's February 23rd. Good to know. I'll add it to my... Hopefully there'll be plenty more to be announced as well. So we'll keep you posted. Hitchin gave us, Hitchin gave us one of our first ever headliners. And Ooh. we couldn't be more thankful for, for that opportunity. And... To be able to come back and give it a send off means everything. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. it's gonna and it's gonna be a send off in true Triumph Ghost Ghost style. So I don't know, something might explode probably, <laughs> and not intentionally. Not like oh, we're gonna bring pyrotechnics. It's probably I don't know I'll end up throwing myself at a power amp or something. It'll just <laughs> the venue will blow up. <laughs> Adam, don't play the venue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not threatening to. I don't want to. Please don't. Well, I mean, if that doesn't, um, you know, entice listeners to go along to that show, I don't know what will. So definitely, yeah, I 100% encourage uh, listeners to to find a show or if you're at one of those festivals, obviously, you know, make sure you, you're checking out the band. Um, so much coming from, obviously, Tribe of Ghosts this year, you know, both from releases and live shows. So, so much to get excited about. Um, we I, I alluded to it earlier, always finish the podcast with the same segment, following the live conversation. It's called Set List Science. And uh, you do strike me as a band that will probably pay a bit of attention to your set list. I'm a bit of a set list geek, and I love uh, to see bands that, put in a bit of effort um you know to actually try and make it flow make it work um the question is quite simple um and it is basically how much importance do you place into the structure of your set lists and have you got any rules you tend to follow do you want to take this one back <laughs> oh it is an art form in itself for sure <laughs> we are a sucker for like a walk-on intro 
um like we love it like every single set we we create like even if it's like we're gonna be we know we're gonna be playing venues that don't really have a space for an elaborate walk on we'll just do it anyway because it's like it's very important to have that time to go like oh something's happening let's all get into the venue especially if there's a bar the bars outside of where the actual kind of venue part is so like it gives an opportunity for that for people to come in creates tension and then it's really really important to make sure you play something that just literally smacks people in the face and um it's it just it's the it's the balance of like alternating between high aggression high energy with maybe something that's not so really slow but like brings it down gives people opportunity mm. to have a little bit of a breather in some capacity i mean at the moment the, the, the more we the songs we write and bring out live the harder that is for us because everything is so aggressive now but um right, balance <laughs> balance we normally try and put even the ballads are aggressive to be fair yeah, even, <laughs> the rule kind of at the moment is one ballad which i'll put in quotation marks um and normally that's towards the end of the set to just give people just an opportunity a little bit of time and then you have to do the most ridiculous ending that you could do. And, you know, and we we do occasionally do encores and our encores mm. normally is just surprise them completely out of the fucking shop. Like mm. just throw something in. Like we, um, for a time we've done some, one of our encores has been a cover, um, which we've done quite a few times of Doja Cat. <laughs> and it's just like just do it just throw it out there and then people so go what is this oh we did that at bloodstock we did it at bloodstock yeah we decided yeah, we to put it into the set because we found a different way of ending it with a very big elaborate outro of bringing two songs fused together with a breakdown just feels like it's about to fall apart bex's Bex's request for it in 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 no uncertain terms was I want it to sound like the ending of this Michael McCormick song, but I also want it to sound like uh, two Transformers having a fist fight on the A1 in a car pilot. <laughs> and I actually, what I actually said was it was a Transformer pileup on the A1. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> but it's, um, but it, yeah, and it's it's chaos, like yeah, <laughs> and it, a lot of our. our the the building of our sets because when i'm when we kind of all agree on what the set will be in terms of like oh this is going to be the set that's how we that's the science we put together going like this has to flow right does that feel good does that is that a good place for this and then with for it's it's a more commonplace thing nowadays and within live music of course but for us because we've got we use backing tracks and we've got our click tramp and all that kind of stuff um i then kind of compose the set list so there's like cool i've got to them i build the in when i've written the intro it's like cool that's the intro then i've got to make sure that the connecting tissues between each one it's not just a cool song's finished now here's the next one there's the next one there's the next one it's like every bit of the set has to be has to serve a, a purpose of telling our story and telling that story to the audience and taking the audience on a journey I think and... that gets more important the longer the set yeah. is as well, because I think there's different rules for different lengths of set. Because yeah. when we were when we were on this this tour with Ern, um, obviously we only had half an hour, so we just was like, right, just cram as many of the hits in as possible, just get them in there. It's but like then... get our yeah, it was like get our point across, and yeah. like get our point across. That's it. Yeah. But then if we're doing like an hour, which I don't think we've ever done, 
but we've done 45 minutes if we did so we've done 45 um we would spend a lot more time crafting the the sort of the lulls in the set because obviously you can't just be a hundred percent the whole time no. um but we, i think we'd, we'd pay extra attention to the the sort of the bits between songs and giving the audience a chance to breathe as well as ourselves um but then when yeah when it's only half an hour you just sort of got to sort of just get in and get out as quickly as possible you know just get your message across and fuck off because you're opening no one wants you there <laughs> no one wants to see it <laughs> yeah make an impression that's what it's all about with the short sets isn't it yeah exactly but it's you know it's it's even for us we want to it's those things like we want to enjoy this like every gig for us is i don't think there's ever been a gig for us that we've collectively gone like yeah it's all right eh. it's always been like every gig has been full ball, approved. like 150 percent approved and it's even down to like how, like I said, like it's how we perform with each other. Like I'm biting Danny cymbals or like throwing my guitar. Bex is like high kicking everyone or like just throwing, you know, like new ones on the tour is like throwing your microphone at people. Danny's like smashing everything as hard as and trying to kick his kick drum into the person in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's just like launching himself around the place. And it's, it's that whole thing of like, if you're gonna, if we want to give, everyone a real experience we have to do it the right way and it all comes down to crafting the set it all comes down to making sure that the message we want to give is always 100 percent going to be that message yeah well i mean i can tell the passion that you've got for it you know from listening to your talk which like just yeah um makes me so so happy because there are some bands out there that you just think really like you know if you put a Put a bit, bit of effort into this. It could be something really special, but you're just clearly just going but through the motions. For me, okay, it's, so. it's the undergrad, it's the local sort of like, what song's next? <laughs> I fucking hate that. I hate it when people joke about what song's next. You know what song's next. Just fucking play it. Sorry. I It really <laughs> woke me up. Well, I said you were passionate. So. <laughs> Stop doing that, local bands. <laughs> absolutely it's, absolutely yeah. It's, and yeah and with the, all these sets as well it's it's us getting to spend time with each other and having and having that being able to it's not even like oh we get to share that love it's like we get to the love that we've got for for each other we get to have that and it just reinforces it and it means the world and i think there's a lot there's a i think the thing that when we when that comes off it's not even that we're doing that yeah we're playing and then after it's to be done it's like every, the the intensity of everything in a tribe show and everything within tribe of ghosts is very it's very obvious <laughs> yeah no yeah. absolutely fantastic answer and uh definitely passed the the test as it were for that segment and it's been amazing <laughs> um talking with you all <laughs> Uh, a big thumbs up. Yay, <laughs> yeah. thumbs. Um, thumbs are great, aren't they? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's been fantastic talking with you. And and obviously the, there is so much going on with Tribal Ghost at the minute for listeners to sink their teeth into. And yeah, I feel like yeah, we've learned a bit from from this uh, podcast. Obviously, you know, you've survived that 
first tour together, you know, and you're still happy working together. And obviously, you know, there's a passion around. We've learned that Danny, you know, you love smashing the, the drums, but you don't necessarily like local bands asking what the next song is. You know, just, Adam, obviously. I don't like local bands. That's... Well, maybe that's it. Maybe. <laughs> Adam is the side. To all of our local scene, we love you. <laughs> all of our local scene, unless they're shit, and then don't. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to ask you in a moment for your final message, but I feel we've had a few that could have been like a perfect little send off. But I mean, obviously, Adam, yeah, <laughs> siphon for all the creativity, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And Becky, I think we've learned that you're just quite violent. Or yeah, I've got, I've got a lot of angry feelings, really. And self-unscrapped. You know, <laughs> self-un- <laughs> self-un- scrapped up. It's great. Yeah, and and Ben is an enigma. Um, ben will forever be an enigma. <laughs> Um, so yeah, absolute pleasure having you on and talking to you. And I, like I say, we always just throw the final message over to the guests. So, what would be your final message for the listeners today? Um, uh, taxes are due in April. Um, <laughs> don't keep your tuning pedal on when you're tuning, so that we can hear your guitar. That really annoys me. Um, listen to good bands. <laughs> particularly what, what listen and today. watch false gods yeah do that do, do that. that um and follow us on our socials and like things and what i will say <laughs> and thank you for your time and for spending your time with us it means that, the world. that, that, that yeah that's it <clears throat> absolute absolute pleasure and i can't wait to get danny on when i launch um sort of a podcast around room 101 type you know what do i get rid of <laughs> you will not be able to get rid of me i will be there for weeks <laughs> this is this has been 50 minutes that one will be several days <laughs> fantastic yeah. what's going what's going in room 101 <laughs> Just everything everything, <laughs> everything. venues that take a merch cut um just takes the planet puts it where it wants. <laughs> i'm done with it i've had enough <laughs> oh excellent it's been so much fun thank you all for obviously joining me on the uh podcast thank, thank you so much for having thank us you so much for your time as well. Well, thank you everyone for listening. I really do hope you enjoyed that chat there with Tribe of Ghosts. Do make sure you check out their latest single, False Gods, over on our Discover New Music playlist on Spotify. And of course, follow the band across social media to stay up to date with everything coming from them. You can also stay up to date with Full Pelt. We're on Facebook at Full Pelt and on Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music. And finally, if you would, please do hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, whatever you're watching or listening, because we'll be back very soon with another episode of the Discover new music podcast.